This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today is the great feast of the baptism of the Lord. and provides the occasion for speaking about the meaning of our own baptism. It's been said, truly enough, that the most important day of your life was the day of your baptism. The day when you were grafted onto Christ, conformed to Jesus, who is priest, prophet, and king. When I was in the parish full-time and did a lot of baptisms, I was always struck by that um, chrismation of the child. We'd use the chrism oil. That was the... Um, royal anointing, the anointing of the king. Every baptized person is anointed, is a little Messiah, a little Christ. And that means a priest, that means a prophet, and a king. If you want to see this in the church's official teaching, go to the documents of Vatican II. You see it laid out very clearly, how every single baptized Christian shares in these three offices. So, what does it mean to say that every baptized person is a priest? Well, a priest is someone who prays for others, who intercedes, who performs sacrifices. Old Testament priests include Adam, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, Ezekiel, Moses, many others. For centuries in the great Jerusalem temple, Jewish priests performed sacrifices. And of course, Christ is himself the high priest. Priests are border walkers. They walk the border between heaven and earth. They're mediators. They're friends of God and friends of the human race, and they bring divinity and humanity together. You say, well, I, I'm not a priest. I, I'm not ordained. Yeah, but you were chrismated. You were baptized, and therefore you were indeed anointed as a priest. Now it means, let me get concrete here, that you must be a person of prayer. And I mean here specifically intercessory prayer, prayer on behalf of the people of God. It's please God to channel his providential care precisely through us and through the instrumentality of our prayer. And so I ask all of the baptized listening to me, do you pray regularly? Parents, do you pray for your children? Children, do you pray for your parents and your teachers and your coaches? Husbands, baptized husbands, do you pray for your wives? 
Wives, do you pray regularly for your husbands? Baptized families, do you pray before meals, both privately at home and publicly when you're out and about? Parents, do you bless your children before they go to bed at night as they head off to school? Do all of you in the family attend Mass? The premier place where our common baptismal priesthood is acted out is the liturgy. You know, Vatican II famously called for the full, conscious, and active participation of every baptized person in the liturgy. That's what they're talking about. When you go to Mass, you pray, you participate, you enter into it, you are fulfilling your priestly calling. That's why I've often said one of the great tragedies of the post-conciliar period is that so many Catholics, by staying away from the Mass, are abdicating this fundamental responsibility. They're turning away from this incomparable privilege. And so it's a good uh, point of, of examination of conscience here. Every baptized person hearing these words right now is a priest. Are you exercising your priesthood? Are you praying in an intercessory way as much as you should? Next, a baptized person is a prophet. A prophet. A prophet someone who speaks for God. Old Testament prophets include Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Hosea, Amos, Zechariah, Elijah, and many others. Their task was to speak God's word in season and out. When that word was popular, when it was not. And on the biblical telling, it most often was not. Jeremiah ends up thrown into a cistern, and then most likely put to death. Daniel's tossed into a lion's den. Elijah's pursued by the army of Jezebel, etc. Prophets are always getting themselves in trouble. The prophet of prophets, of course, is Christ himself, who's called the very word of God. And we saw how his life ended. Those who speak for God are often not very popular. But... All of you listening to me right now who've been baptized have been anointed to preach. And again, you say, well, look, I'm not ordained to the priesthood. I'm not going to get up on Sunday and preach. That's true. But that doesn't preclude the fact that you do indeed speak the word of God in all kinds of other ways. I think, for example, it means that the words of God should be on your lips regularly. Most of us follow the etiquette of, uh, of modernity. and We say, well, religion's kind of a private matter. Keep it to yourself. Don't wear it on your sleeve, etc. And so we maybe whisper it among ourselves, maybe with our kids and in the privacy of our family or the privacy of our own thoughts. But a prophet someone who speaks the word of God publicly. And again, I don't mean to be obnoxious. I don't mean to be overwhelming and violent and all that. Of course not. But... The words of God should be on our lips regularly. We should speak of God and of the centrality of God in our lives. 
we should wear, I would say, signs of faith on our persons. We should display them at our places of work. The question I've asked people many times is, do people where you work even know you're a Catholic? Again, I'm not saying to wear it on your sleeve. I'm not saying to be overbearing with it. But do people there even know what your religion is? If they don't, I'd suggest you're not being sufficiently prophetic. You're privatizing it too much. Obviously, you should preach with the beauty of your life so that people understand Christ through you. That's a great lesson of the saints, that you preach, you proclaim Christ by the way you live. People should see that in you, be attracted by it. That's a form of prophetic proclamation. More to it, prophets ought to be readers of theology and spirituality. How come? That you might, as St. Peter put it, be able to give a reason for the hope that is in you. You don't need me to tell you that we're living in a time when religion, Christianity in particular, is under attack. An awful lot of people are saying in a very public way that religion is dangerous, superstitious, childish business. Can you give a reason for the hope that's in you? If someone challenged your faith, even your belief in God, could you give an account of it? That's a prophetic task, a prophetic role. Parents, do you actively teach the faith to your kids? At their baptism, I know this because I presided at lots of baptisms, you promised to be their first teachers in the way of faith. Do your kids know how to pray? Do they understand the importance of the Mass? Do they know the saints and doctrines of the church? Do they know what's going on at the liturgy? Well, if not, you've not been preaching to them. If not, you've not been a prophet to them. Challenging stuff, yeah, it is. You know, we speak a lot, and I'm glad we do, after Vatican II, about the privileges of the baptized. But see, those privileges carry with them responsibilities. To be a priest, to be a person of prayer, intercessory prayer, to be a prophet, to announce the faith, to teach the faith. So privilege of baptism, sure, but prerogative, but rather uh, responsibilities as well. Finally, every baptized person is anointed as a king. A king in the biblical sense is someone who leads others to God. Or someone who orders things so that people find their mission. Great Old Testament kings include Moses, David, Solomon, Josiah, Hezekiah, many others. And of course, Jesus is the king of kings. Well, grafted onto him, chrismated in his name and power, you become also a king every baptized person listening to me. Again, you say, look, I, I'm, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a bishop. How could I fulfill this function of kingship or leadership in the church? Whenever you give someone good counsel in the spiritual life, whenever you direct them to the end that God wants them to achieve, 
you were acting as a king, as a leader. Whenever a mother or father takes control of their family, so it's to assure that everyone therein is growing in holiness, he or she is acting as a king. I wanted to stay with that just for a second. There is a primary responsibility of Christian parents. Yes, that your kids are educated. Yes, that they have lots of activities. They engage in sports. They make good friends. All of that. But your primary responsibility is to determine whether they are growing in holiness. That's what it means to govern a family as a king. When you help your children find their particular mission in life, you're playing a kingly role. And again, you're happy if your kids find all sorts of good things, and you should work for those. But your primary task as a parent is to help them find what it is that God wants them to do. That's a kingly role. Furthermore, when you take on leadership of any kind in the parish, parish council, finance council, education, fundraising, communications, you're acting as a king, as a leader. When you help to organize a prayer group or a group to protest at the abortion clinic or to do any of the pastoral work of the parish, you're acting as a king. Friend, here's my main point for this homily. We never simply watch the baptism of Jesus from the outside as surveyors of a distant historical scene. The idea is we participate in it now. Precisely as priests, precisely as prophets, precisely as kings. Exercising those ministries is the best way we can give honor to Christ on the feast of his baptism. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Father Robert Barron is combating the crisis of faith in our culture. Father Barron's expanded website can deepen your faith, give you new insights into scriptures, and help you become a better Christian. Go to wordonfire.org and tap into Father Barron's compelling videos, sermons, articles, and much more. Wordonfire.org. Connect with one of the Catholic Church's best messengers every day, everywhere.